Welcome everyone to Rabbi Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Davav. We will begin on Davav Amunalf, the top word. The Gemara starts. Amarava. Met, if a person dies on Yom Tov, the Yom Tov Rishon, on the first day of Yom Tov, it Amin. Goyim will take care of it for the Jews. Right? Normally, you're not allowed to be, do Amin al Goy, but because of the Kavod Met, you're allowed to tell a Goy to take care of the Jewish person who passed away on Yom Tov Rishon. Now, Met Yom Tov Shini, it on the second day of Yom Tov, then the Jews could do it themselves. Even Roshana, when we said that Roshana yesterday, we said that it could be that it's one long day. There was machloket whether or not it's considered really one long day because the rabbis made it like that. Still, a Jew could do it on the second day of Roshana. Regarding an egg, we're not lenient on the second day, and we do not allow on the second day of Roshana. We said yesterday, like Rav. We do not allow eating an egg that was born on the first day of Shana and the second day of Shana. That is the opinion of Rava. Nardai Amni, in Nardai they say, <coughs> even an egg, you could be leaning on and you could eat it on the second day of Shana. You're worried that maybe Elul was a leap month and it's a 30 day Elul. And maybe the, sec- the second day is the real day of Rosh Hashanah. Don't worry about that. Ha'amar of Chanina bar Kahana Amarav, mimot Ezra ve'elach, lo matzinu Elul me'ubar. We never saw Elul 30 days. So the first day is really the real day. And that's why in Nahardai, they would say that even an egg is mutar on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. lo amrin ela. That's only if the burial was delayed. But if the burial was not delayed, we'll let it wait. Okay. Even if there hasn't been a delay, and we're not worried about decay of the corpse, still, we will bury. According to this, even to cut hadasim, to make a nice smell, which is not necessary, or to cut the shrouds, are mutar, because, according to this opinion, it's not that we needed to do it because we're stuck. Even if we're not stuck, and the body's not decomposing, let's say nowadays you have a freezer, you can still do it. I'm Ravina. Rashi says, what's the Ika Chavrai? Nowadays, when we have these Goyim priests, what are they? Umar Sha'a, wicked nation. Shayu b'meh parasim, when the days of the Persians, they would force Jews to do melacha for them. On Yom Tov, they would let the Jews go, because the Jews would say, it's our Yom Tov. If they see the Jews doing melacha, they don't know about these special hitanim. They're going to assume it's not a holiday, and they'll make the Jews go to work. And therefore, uh, in nowadays, with this chavrai, 
right? Then, Chayshinan, we do not let them bury on the second day Yom Tov. Here's the story. Ravina have a yativ kameder of Asi b'shneimim tovim sheloshena. Ravina was in front of Asi on Roshana. It's amazing that we're learning about Roshana on erev Roshana. Chazid have a and he saw that he was upset. Now this Roshana was not like this is Roshana, which falls out on Tuesday, Wednesday. The Roshana that year was a Thursday, Friday. Okay, so which comes out a three day holiday, and he saw that he was upset. He says, So he asked Ravashi, Am I Ativ Mor? What are you upset about? So he told him, I didn't make Eruv Tashlin, and therefore I won't be able to bear anything tomorrow for Shabbat. So he told him, Why don't you make Eruv Tashlin now? Meaning, on the first day Yom Tov, make Eruv Tashlin. Didn't A person could make a uh, uh, from one day of Yom Tov to the next day of Yom Tov and make it uh, make it tonight. Now the way it works is like this. Normally you have to make Eruv on the second day of Yom Tov. Uh, for the second day of Yom Tov. On end of Yom Tov. Now the problem here is the guy didn't make it. So what he could do is his following. He should say, listen, set aside some cooked food and say, if the first day is the real day of the holiday. So then I'm allowed to cook on the second day because it's not. I don't know. If the second day is the real day of the holiday, first day is weekday. So I'm making it in now. And this way he can cover himself all the way. Why don't you do that? Rava said to do that. I'm a lesser of Ashi told back. Rava only said his rule on two days of Sukkot or two days of Pesach or Shavuot. Did he even say on Rosh Hashanah? maybe the same Kedusha goes through the whole thing? Says the Gemara, I thought in Nardai they said, which was quoted earlier on the staff, that even an egg is mutar on the second day. So if an egg is mutar on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, it follows that the two days are two separate days. And the two days are separate days, then you should be allowed to pull the shtick of making a Tanai for Yeruv Tashalim. Amalei of Mordechai, or Sir Mordechai, told Ravina, "Befirush Amalei Mord." Ravashi once told me, "Dolos Amalei He doesn't hold like Nardai, and that's why he's nervous and he doesn't want to do the Tanai. Itmar. Similar story. Efroach shenolad biyom tov. You have a chick that hatched on Yom Tov. Okay, so you have an egg before Yom Tov, and it hatched to a chick on Yom Tov. Rav Amar Asur. Rav says that it's Asur to shech the chicken and eat it. The baby chicken. Ivan. Welcome, Ivan. Good morning, Rav. Good morning. You're in Philadelphia for Rosh Hashanah? We are going to be in Monsi, Mr. Ah, beautiful. Okay. We'll see you there. Likewise to everyone there. Okay. So anyway, we're talking here about an egg that was laid on Yom Tov. So Rav says it's Asur, and Shmuel, and some say Rabbi Yochanan says it's Mutar. Rav Amar Asur Muksehu. Rav says it's Asur because it's Mukseh. The reason why it's Mukseh is because since it wasn't fit for anything before Yom Tov, because an egg, what are you going to do with an egg with a, with, a, with a chicken side? Nothing. It's totally Asur. 
a chick inside the egg is actually muksa because it's a shedetz and you can't eat it. There's no way to eat it before it's. You have to wait till the hatches and shechta, and therefore it's muksa. That's rough. Shmuel Shmuel says it's mutar. Rav Amar Muksehu. Rav says it's asur because he's also Muksehu. Shmuel didn't know about mutar. Why? Hoyel mutar atzmo b'shechita. He says since it allows itself with shechita, therefore that shechita changes the muksa and makes it unmuksa. Since you could do muksa, which is a allowing thing on this chick, you made it allowed according to Shmuel. Yeah, egg, Betilel said it's a sur. We're talking about an egg with a chicken in it hatches. Correct. Amri, they rev Kahana, rev Asin, rev, Fechima, Benzel, Egash, Nulab, Yom Tov. What's the difference between a chicken that hatched on Yom Tov and a calf that was born on Yom Tov? A calf that was born on Yom Tov is Mutar. And why should that be different than a chick that was hatched on Yom Tov? Amalu, Rav answered back, no, it's different. Uh, you were the, the, the calf was not mukseh before Yom Tov because the calf, could, you could slaughter the mother and eat the calf that's inside. But the chick, there was no, nothing to do with the egg beforehand. That's why Rav disagrees with Shmuel and all the Tassur. So says the Gemara, what about an egel, a calf, that was born from a terefa animal? Which means, if you have a terefa animal, an animal that has a mum, a punctured lung, so the animal itself is asur, and if a, a calf is born from the calf is mutar, so what's the difference if it's born on Yom Tov? Shatik Rav, Rav didn't answer. Amar Rabavi Itemar of Yosef. My time was Shatik Rav. Why was Rav quiet? Let him say, Since the mother was fit on Yom Tov to chop up and give the mother to the dogs, because you're allowed to give a taref animal to dogs, so the mother is <coughs> is available and, and not mukseh. And therefore, let Rav answer that the Calf is okay over there because the mother can be given to the dogs, whereas it, uh, uh, whereas a um, egg is not. Amalei Abayah, so Abayah says, "Hashem muchan leadam lo have muchan leklavim." If something that's allowed, with, that's prepared for humans, are not considered mutar for dogs, it's mukseh. You're not allowed to give it to dog. That's not because we learned. You're allowed to cut up a gourd in front of an animal, or a dead, a dead animal in front of a dog. If it's not nivla from before Shabbat, tasur. Why? Because it wasn't prepared. If you have a that holds, if you have a live animal, that live animal is muks on Shabbos because you weren't planning to give it to a dog. Therefore, if it dies on Shabbat, you can't give it to the dog. So if something that's fit for a person doesn't become fit for a dog, 
Mukhan Lekavim, it's fit for a dog. Havukhan, you want to say that the mother over here, which was a terefa beforehand, is fit for a dog, so it can be fit for a human? No. And therefore it's Muksa. Amarava, in en Mukhan Adam. Yes, something made for a person is not made for is not prepared for animal for a dog. Because something that's fit for a human, you don't give to dogs. But something that's prepared for dogs is is good for humans. Because a person doesn't knock off anything out of his head, which means the following: the concept of muksir works when you. Put something out of your mind, and you don't think you're going to use it. So something that you put out of your mind before Yom Tov, you're not going to use, you can't be, use part of it on the holiday. And therefore, if you have a terefa animal, right, which gives birth to a live calf, you didn't set aside the calf before, because you had in mind, terefa animal, what a... What a, what a what a what a loss. Okay, what can I get out of it? What can I what can I salvage from it? And therefore when you when the calf comes out, you had that in mind beforehand. Whereas something that's fit for a human, you never think that you're gonna say, I'm gonna give it to a dog. And therefore, if your animal which was fit for a human dies on the on Shabbat, you can't feed it to the dog because you didn't have that in mind. You weren't planning to downgrade it. Okay. Tanya Kavate Dirav, we have a brighter like Rav. And the bright like a shmuel like a biyochanan. So again, Rav was the one who said it was asur, and Shmuel was the one who said it was mutar. We're talking about an egg that was a, a chick that was hatched on Yom Tov. So the tiny we have a bright like Rav that says the following: Egel shenolad biyom tov mutar. A egel, a calf that was born on Yom Tov is mutar. A frog shenolad biyom tov asur, but a chick that was asur is so straight up. My friend says that the bright continues. What's the difference? Why is a calf mutar and a chick asur? One becomes mutar with its mother, and the other one does not become mutar with its mother because uh, basically a chick has no mother, right? Chick is just—I mean, it has a mother, but are you my mother? Is a famous uh, kids book, but has a mother, but it doesn't not born from its mother, born from an egg, and therefore it's not mukhan. Tanya kavatei shmuel ve'item b'yochanan. We have bright like shmuel like Rabbi Yochanan. It says egel shnulad b'yom tov mutar. A calf that was born on yom tov is mutar. Evron shnulad b'yom tov mutar also. My time, why is it mutar? Zeh muchan agavimov. Zeh matir atzmo b'shechita. Like shmuel says, it's matir itself with shechita, and therefore it's different than something that was born because since it has shechita, the shechita allows it itself. Tanu Rabbanan, we learned the Brayta. Efroach shenolad biyom tov asur. Rebbe Zvekov omer af pechol asur. Fishol nevtechai enav. According to new opinion, Rebbe Zvekov, Rebbe Zvekov holds that a newly born chick is not allowed to be eaten even on a Tuesday. Why not? Because he says it's still called a sheretz until its eyes open. It's not an animal. Once the eyes open, it's considered born. A newly laid one is not with eyes open, and therefore it's asur. Kiman azla Whose opinion does the bright to go like? It says, Every sheretz that creeps on the ground. That comes to include chickens that have not opened their eyes. The brightest sounds like chickens are sheretzim. 
Kiman, who does that go like? Like Kiman is that go like Rezvan Yaakov. Amar of Huna, Amar Rav. Rav Huna is his name of Rav. So Rav's statement is that as soon as the egg is hatched, I'm sorry, Yitziatan doesn't mean hatch, laid. As soon as it's laid from the mom, thank you, Nigmera, it's considered finished. Now, what's the halacha finished? Who cares if it's finished? It's not big enough to eat it. No? Well, it's still a shit, it's still attached. So what's the Afghan meaning? Anyone wants to know? What does that mean? Maybe you'll say, oh, this is what it means. While it was in the mother's stomach, it was a piece of meat. And meat, you cannot make a cheese omelet out of it. So if you slaughter a chicken and find an egg inside, you'd be a sewer to make that egg with cheese. But once it's hatched, it's finished, and then you could have it with cheese. Maybe that's what it means. It does it make sense or no? It doesn't. Why not? How could it have a chicken hatch? How could you do it with cheese? It's a chicken, it's meat. Oh, but it was saying that once an egg, while once it's, it's laid, once means... it's laid, it becomes a separate thing, and you could have, have it with cheese. But while it's in the mother, we're assuming not. That's mm-hmm. what it wants to claim. Okay? It sounds like while it's still in the mother's stomach, it's a to eat with milk. But Tanya, we have a bright that says opposite. Hashochet, if you shecht a chicken, you found completely formed eggs, you're allowed to eat them with, 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 with milk, even inside the mother's thing. So the, 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 you open up the chicken, the egg part could be eaten with, with milk, and the rest of the chicken can't. Ella, rather, by the way, the law of chicken and, and, uh, and, and basar bechalav is only the rabbanan. But we're talking about what the law of the rabbanan is. Okay. This means that once it comes out, it's mutar to eat on Yom Tov. So while it was inside, it was asur to eat on Yom Tov. But inside, it was asur to eat on Yom Tov. Yeah. We learned Maybe you'll say, ignore the brighter because there's no Mishnah like that. We learned in our Mishnah. That's born on Yom Tov, that's laid on Yom Tov. That's only if it's laid. Everyone agrees that it's allowed. And therefore, no one's going to say that you can't eat an egg inside. So what's going on? Maybe you'll answer me and say that Betilel doesn't allow anything, even inside the mother's stomach. Maybe you'll tell me, really, Betilel doesn't allow inside the stomach also. And the reason why the Mishnah picked a case of laid one already is to show you how strict, how lenient Bet is, that he's even allowing a laid one to be eaten. Right, let's see the other thing. And maybe he allows laid, but not inside the stomach. Well, laid is worse. Well, laid, Bu Bet Shemai? is talking about a laid one, and he says it's allowed. But we want to say, if you're allowing laid, it's less muksa than 
than inside the stomach. Inside the stomach, because the mother is available to shecht. So it's less muksa. Everyone knows you can shecht the chicken on, on Yom Tov. Okay? That can't be. According to this, if it says you could store the Tanagot and then you find the eggs, you can eat on Yom Tov, who would it be? Why not? Because they allow an egg that's laying on Yom Tov. And because he doesn't allow an egg that's even inside the mother. So it can't be either of them. Okay. Once it was born, once it was hatched, right? Once it's laid, it's finished. It could make chicks. When it's in the mother, it can't produce chicks. That's what they're saying. If it's fertilized, lemay nafkimina. What's the difference? Lemekach umemkar. Whether it's buying and selling, which means that if you're trying to sell an egg to someone that to, to raise chicks, you can't sell them one that you found inside the mother. Only when it comes out, that's when it can make chicks. So, if you again, let's say you have a fertilized egg. There's fertilized and unfertilized eggs. Okay, unfertilized eggs are what we have, and they never produce chicks. Fertilized eggs can produce chicks, but only once they come out of the mother. And therefore, if you're on the marketplace and a guy wants a dozen eggs for laying chicks, and you have 11 ones that came out, and you have one sitting there that you found when you shechted the mother and you found it inside, don't throw that in to fill up the dozen, because it'll never finish. Like the famous story, where the guy said, Be'i I'm selling eggs for cackling. Right? For 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 for, for live eggs. They, they gave him slaughtered eggs. They came around He said it's a mekach ta'ut and the sale goes back. Pshita, of course. Maybe you want to say this guy really just wanted to eat. The reason why he wanted an egg from a from an, from a hen that was making noise is because the tzirubin, because they're fully developed and they're better for eating. And therefore, we wanted to know if he wanted it for eating, he would have to give him back the difference. Kamash Malan. That since he says, in other words, here's the question. The guy wanted the better eggs. Laid eggs are better eggs. He said he wanted a cackling hen. The guy sold him eggs that were inside. Now, everyone agrees that he's entitled to a refund. The the question is, is he entitled for a full refund or only a difference in the price between the two types of eggs? So the chidush of the psaq here is, is that since he said he wanted a cackling hen, it means that he really wanted to have chickens, not eat it. And therefore, instead of just refunding the difference, he gets a full refund. Take care, Ivan.
Shana Tova. Joy Mansi. Thank you, thank you. Okay, we'll see. See, come Yom Kippur, if you can. <laughs>